For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Good morning. This is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, a Social Media Examiner production. I'm Eric Fisher, and my co-host today is Kim Reynolds. This is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We cover the social media news that broke in the last few days. Heads up, this is a lighter show. I just want to make that disclaimer. I think a lot of people, especially Facebook, are holding off because of their F8 conference. But on today's show, we're going to explore the Twitter expanding verification to all users, even testing out putting news in your timeline at the top of your timeline on Twitter. I don't know about that one. And then Snapchat adding some stuff that Instagram already had, stealing some stuff back, as well as we'll go and show you some stuff that's highlighted in um, Facebook Watch parties, Facebook Watch parties, as Mari Smith highlighted in some of her screenshots. So looking really forward to this. By the way, uh, we were just talking in the pre-show all about which virtual ticket sessions people have gone through from Social Media Marketing World 2018. You can still get that. You don't have to miss out on the latest learning and training from the experts to master social media in 2018. To do it, though, to grab that virtual ticket, it's still available. You can go to smmw18.com. And with that, we will dive into our first story. So I talked about this with uh, Jeff earlier this week, Kim, and you and I talked about it in show prep meeting for this. And basically what happened is uh, Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey earlier this week in a Periscope live stream. Yeah, it makes sense for them to use Periscope because they own it. Uh, they, okay. they basically, and I watched this, um, they opened up Periscope and then they passed Jack's phone around the room. So it was not just Jack. There was like two or three, I think there was three other people and they would take different segments or sessions and they were talking all about the, the health of Twitter. And so in this conversation, there were some different things to pick out, but the main piece that, that applies to marketers for sure is the idea of Twitter expanding its blue checkmark verification process to move beyond um, celebrities or um, just businesses, but being able to have it be, uh, you know, again, not celebrities, not athletes, or even public figures, but being to everyone, that they would roll this okay. out to everyone. And and as I was talking uh, earlier this week with Jeff, it, it became this question of, and, and many people chimed in on the Facebook Live that we did, uh, chimed in and said, well, if everybody can be verified, then, or you know, then, then why does it matter? Like if, if everyone is special, then no one is special kind of a thing. And I think it's fundamentally something that changes 
uh, the meaning of verification. And, and in yeah. fact, that's what they're wanting to do. Um, Twitter, to quote them, is they're intending to shift the focus of designation, verification designation, away from endorsement that because it's been so hard to get verified. In fact, it's been turned off for a while. I don't think a lot of people right. know that, but it's been turned off for a while. You can't get verified on Twitter right now. Um, and, you know, we won't go into the why they turned it off necessarily, but it was recent and it had to do with, anyway, won't go there. But the intention they're saying, and this is to quote Jack Dorsey, is the intention is to open verification to everyone and to do it in a way that's scalable, where we're not in the way and people can verify more facts about themselves, and we don't have to be the judge or imply any bias on our part. So, but my question there is: Well, if they're going to allow, if they're if they're going if they are going to step out of the way and have it be less uh, people verified, you know, people aren't like looking at files and verifying people, and it's I upload this and this and this, and then I'm verified. Like that still kind of leaves it open a little bit to maybe possibly gamification. You know what I mean? Right. No, I I agree. I think that they're going away from the blue check mark as being a status symbol to just an identity verification. And I like that idea. I I like knowing that even even though some people will you know try to break the system or get around the get around the system and and use probably not right. even real information. But even though you're going to have those people that do that, in general, you'll know that you're talking to someone who's gone through the process. And I think that's kind of weed out the bots. And I mean, I know they've already been working on weeding yeah. out the bots, but I think this will further help in that effort. And um, since I don't have a blue check mark, I like Me the either. idea of, of equality on the platform <laughs> and, and the blue check mark not being a status yeah. symbol. Well, so, and, and only because I don't have one. If I have, have one, I'd be like, no. Have you applied for it though? Have yeah, you tried? And I was turned down. Yeah, same yeah. here. Same here. Like yeah. I don't have it and I've been I've been turned down a number of times. And yeah. I wanna pull back the curtain a little bit. I think I can safely say, as head of the social team, over the course of the four years that I've worked for Social Media Examiner so far, that the number one question that we get privately on all social channels, not just for Facebook or for Twitter specifically in this instance, but also for Instagram now, is mm -hmm. how can I get verified? What do oh, I yeah. need to do? Can you even, as a social media business, and of course, that's not the work we do, but that is what people ask of us. They want to know how they can get verified. And and so it, it starts, I mean, I, I you know, I kind of had almost a, a verification existential crisis this week where I'm like, oh, you know what? <laughs> do I even, I know, right? Sounds funny. Do I even really want a blue check mark? Do I care? And it's like, well, no, I'd like to verify that this is the official account of me, you know? And right. I think it's important that we at Social Media Examiner and our Twitter account, which you can find at twitter.com slash examiner, it has a blue check mark. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's the actual real account. But beyond that, I don't know that there's any other necessary, um, you know, reason to chase after verification per se, because then it starts to get into vanity metric numbers realm. Oh, it is. You know? I think it already is very much so. It's been there yeah. a while. Yeah. And everybody, and you know, and with Facebook, you can't even apply. It's just you 
as far as I know, you sure. can't apply to get any sort of verification. Yeah, you just have you, to. You got to know somebody who knows somebody. You got to know somebody somehow and not be too far mm. removed from somebody who's on the inside. So I hear. I really honestly know nothing other than. Well, the, there other used than, to be a little trick. There, there used, used to be. There used to be. Yeah. But they took that there away. <laughs> for, for all of them. So. Right. But anyway, yeah. So, so the point here is that essentially Twitter is intending to shift this focus of that designation and not have it be, uh, we endorse this Twitter account in this person in, to a proof of identity. And so I'm, what I'm really hoping, and again, they don't, they, I mean, this was kind of like a, a pass the phone around Twitter town hall meeting because they were taking questions as they did that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, what, what it is, is, um, uh, switching away from being endorsing, endorsing, endorsing of people or products or whatever, and more towards a verification that is open to all and really means that, yes, they've gone through the steps of being verified, you know, that, that in other words, I've proven it's me and that's mm-hmm. the extent of it. So is there, is there a timeline on that? Have they come out with any sort of, and that's the other piece is that they, they said, this is what we're working on. It should be coming soon. And so Mm -hmm. again, we really don't know much else other than that at this point, but what's going to happen is is I'm sure like they're going to flip the switch and then we'll be reporting. Okay. Here's what it is. Here's how you do it. Here's what's required. And there will be a load of articles uh, out there immediately saying the, here are the steps to jump through and, and we'll have it on a Friday show. So until yep. then, you know, kind of hold tight because we will bring you the news as it breaks when it comes to this topic uh, next time. So, but Twitter is also testing some things and yeah. this test uh, is interesting. I do not have this. I have not seen it, uh, but we do have a screen share that shows us this and it's interesting. Uh, it happened. Uh, what we have is from the other day when, um, Unfortunately, Stephen Hawking had passed away, and that was in the news. And essentially, this 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 testing looks like something that shows up at the top. And we're, by the way, we're only seeing it on mobile so far. Um, but it's almost like uh, going into what I can best describe it as is if you were to open Twitter, but at the top of Twitter, a top top of your feed, you would see some of those vertical um, like images like you would at the top of the Snapchat discover inside of its app, only it's a little bit wider. And so uh, what we're looking at here is, is a screenshot that has uh, in memoriam, Stephen Hawking dies age 76 and you can tap that. And then it will bring you into all the news tweets that are gathered around that. This is interesting, but again, it's, a large, I mean, if I have to guess here, I'd say it's about a fourth or a fifth of the mobile screen size inside the app that at the top is being taken up by this new section. Now, again, this is a testing that they're doing. It's not out there for everyone, but I'm, I have not seen it. Have you seen this, Kim? No, I don't have it yet. So I'm, I'm not entirely sure how. If I were to open my Twitter, my native Twitter iOS app, um. And, and see that there, how I would react to it. If I would think, oh, whoa, hold up. That's not a tweet. 
that's that's like you know that's visual content you know what i mean yeah i just don't yeah. know so well you know i i kind of like it to be honest because when something happens i typically go to twitter first to see what the news is mm-hmm. and and so i like it that i'll be able to find it quickly because a lot of times you don't really know okay is there a hashtag already you know what what words you search for. And I like that it'll be up at the top. And also, when, even if I'm not looking for new, uh, for something specifically, I'm just kind of keeping abreast of what's going on in the moment. So sure. I, I like it, but I don't have it. Yeah. I, I guess that's probably how I'd react is like, I don't go to Facebook for news per se. You know, no. like I, that's where I want to go connect with people. LinkedIn, same thing. Twitter, it's right. like, hey, what's going on in the world? At least that's exactly. my take. That's how I use the platform. And um, to open it and have that almost top view be current events, current news or whatever. Now, I would hope that if I don't like it, I could turn it off. Because if I want to avoid news altogether, which often is right. the case, <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Well, do I remember reading that this was going to be like hand curated or manually curated by Twitter staff? I I believe that's true. Well, I mean, and again, it again, they're testing this, so yeah, it could be that it's um that is one of the poss- one of the things they're doing right now. But I would hope that it would also be algorithmically and contextually driven, so that it would know me and know what kind of news I like. So it would say, Hey, this movie trailer just came out or Hey, this, yeah. you know, because be, because by the way, I'm wearing Sp- Spider-Man shirt today. Cause the last trailer for the infinity war, um, Avengers movie came out today and I geek cried a little bit when I watched it, but you know, <laughs> so that kind you know, so show me Iron Man at the top of my feed and all is well, in other words, yeah, you know? So, yeah. I guess that's what I mean, truly, like if you're going to delve into the media side of social media on these platforms, then at least make it stuff we like. And that's what they're trying to do. Right. Yeah. So so anyway, this this is a test that they are running, that Twitter is running. And I again, I have only seen the screenshots of it. Same same with you. Uh, Nobody else in our audience has seemed to say that that this is something they have or they have seen. Um and and there's not been any super strong reactions that we've been able to tell yet. But, you know, if the, if this rolls out officially, again, we will be first here to, to let you know. So. That's right. So next up, Snapchat is adding okay. something that's Instagram-esque? Yes, it is. So Snapchat has confirmed that it's currently testing the ability to at tag someone in a story. And TechCrunch first broke this news and then the article disappeared. But they had said that. Um, Snapchat is letting you add tag someone in your story, creating a swipe up more option. So you see it and then you swipe up for more. And this shows the tag person's name, their handle, Bitmoji, and an add button so you can follow them too. So with this feature, you know, you could call out friends in your stories or promote your favorite influencers and make it easy for people to follow them. Follow them. Sorry. So. Uh, here's how it works. After you take a picture or a video with the Snapchat camera, you can add text to it. So there's, there's no drop down when you do this, but just, you know, do a little at sign their username to mention them. And then when someone sees your snap, they'll see the more option. And when they swipe up, they'll be able to see all of that information. And I think that from what I've read, the whole 
purpose behind this or their intended purpose is helping Snapchat wants to better intertwine stories and messaging, Mm. which are in the same tab after the big redesign. So they're hoping that story tags could spark conversations and lead to back and forth visual communication that Snapchat really pioneered. Do you remember when we first started talking all about Snapchat as a marketing tool, one of the biggest drawbacks to the platform was the lack of discoverability? Right. Yeah. No, this, absolutely. I mean, doesn't this seem to address that or start to at least? It's it's like being able to at tag somebody in a tweet so they, one, know you said something about them or at them or with them. And then people right. that are following you can see that you're referring to that person and say, oh, well, if, you know, if, if Kim uh, at mentioned Eric in her story, then he must be a cool guy because she's so cool. Oh, yeah. And so you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's that residual <laughs> social uh uh, it's almost again going back to what Twitter was talking about. It's it's in this is almost endorsement in some senses. Yeah. Well, and you can use it. You can definitely use it for endorsement. And I think that it it does bring a new level of social to Snapchat. In because I've always I'm the first to admit that I'm not the best snapper out sure. there. But uh, for me, it's always been just kind of a one to one communication tool. Yeah. I and that's all I really use it for. And so this now adds that that's extra social layer where I can see um, using it in a different manner than I've used it in the past. For sure. So yeah, I think that that's pretty interesting and got a little other Snapchat mention here. So <clears throat> this is a Snapchat now allows publishers in the apps discover section to share branded content between the articles and videos they post for professional media po- uh, partners like um, BuzzFeed, Hearst, NBC Universal, Scripps Networks Interactive, and others. So publishers can now um, work directly with advertisers and sponsors to craft messages and ads that look like the rest of their channels and maybe bring up more value for their services on the platform. So this is a big, this is a big switch. It's not, it's not as um, relevant to the small businesses here that we have in our audience, but it is interesting that they're allowing this branded content with well, their big publishers. And and I'm glad you made that point. And I think that's a key thing there is, you know, sometimes this big stuff rolls out there first and then trickles down so that the smaller businesses get to use it later on. So that might be interesting. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it could come out for, for us, so to speak. Exactly. So I think that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Yeah, very cool. So something else that uh, has rolled out or is continuing to roll out as was uh, announced back in January is, and and we covered it there, but now we've got some actual screenshots to give you a little bit more um, in-depth look at this. Uh, Mari Smith in a Facebook group uh, gave some uh, screenshots of what this looks like, and it's called Facebook Watch Party. So it's the ability to watch a video together with a Facebook group. So, you know, and so hat tip to Ma- to Mari Smith for for showing us this. Uh, essentially, where you would go, you'd go into a group and you'll see where there's a post. You can click the tab that or the uh, the different post types. One of them says watch party, and then uh, you can create by clicking that watch party button. You know, a just description that then publishes as a regular post, and then you can have uh, tons of people join that party um, and, and watch videos together or even queue videos up together and then all watch them together and engage with them together, which is pretty interesting. Um, 
you know, for that matter, we uh, at Social Media Examiner, we had lives, the live video stage at Social Media Marketing World, which again, if you've not seen that, you can go find that on our Facebook page. Um, it's there. You just scroll down a little bit or uh, I don't know. I, I, I should probably create a, a pretty link for it, shouldn't I? That I've said that. Yeah. I've actually got that note right here. So, uh, but what I'm saying here is that we could queue up all 12 hours of the live video stage in a group, or we could break it down into smaller sessions, but then you can do that and you could watch all of those together, um, as one big, uh, watch party in community and comment, um, not necessarily on the videos, but on the post where you post the link to inside of the Facebook watch, um, video facebook watch party i i keep wanting to call it something different for some reason facebook watch party there you go well i think mari mari put out a really good tip here and she said that you know be sure that all your video titles tags keywords descriptions are tip top so make sure you're really using all of those keywords so when you do start searching for videos to add that what you're looking for pops up be really intentional with, with naming your videos yeah so, like we said uh, back in January, this started rolling out then and has now be, be continued to roll out. Not a lot of people – we don't have it. Mari got it. That's really cool. And so, she was able to, like, kind of peel back the curtain for us to get a little bit of a – a little bit more in-depth for you with this. Um, I think this is pretty cool. Yeah. And, well, and also, um, a new video uploader here. Yes. Um, so, that's kind of a neat feature. Yeah. So, in, and it's interesting. Um, it, you know, it says, welcome to the new video uploader. Access all the tools you need to upload your video in one place. Honestly, mm-hmm. as somebody who bes- be- behind the scenes of Social Media Examiner's Facebook page, the live videos that we do, the Friday show that we do, just like this, the, um, uh, what's it called? The journey episodes specifically, all of that stuff over the past six to eight months now has been honestly a headache because the back end where you upload and navigate and even organize videos inside of Facebook is just, in my opinion, plain clunky. So it is, I, I really hope to get a little bit more organized on the back end. Uh, like this seems to be moving more towards this new video uploader. So. Well, yeah. And this, I mean, this is very cool because all in this one place, you choose your thumbnail, you can decide who gets to see the video and who can cross post it. You can do your subtitles and then you can, you can do tag tracking. So you can lay, add labels to your watch party yeah. or I'm sorry, your video to help you manage and search for your videos. And what I would imagine is I might be wrong about this, but I'm thinking that you can add other people's videos to your watch party as well. So if you want other people to incorporate Correct. your videos, yes, especially important to use really good um, practices with titling them and describing them, tagging them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry Sprawl in our live viewer uh, corner here says she has this and she likes it a lot oh. better and she loves the tag feature. So uh, thanks for that feedback, Very Terry. Cool glad to hear that it's working out for you so yeah i'm excited i mean uh, so as soon as we get this like again we can start creating you know watch party parties if that's even the right way to say that so uh yeah so pretty interesting yeah that is all right next up 
We've got some more in the wild stuff, I believe. Nope. Next up. Sorry. Uh, so Google has done something. They are rolling out, which is interesting. And this is honestly, this is somewhat minor, but also somewhat uh, important, which is they are adding captions to image results. So this means that when you do an image search in Google, they will now start showing you the title of the web page, not just the URL of the web page. And so this extra piece of metadata, this piece of information is going to give you more context to know where that image is coming from and what website it is on that sometimes you're not going to get enough of uh, information wise when it's just the URL. So it makes actually a pretty big difference. It's a subtle difference, but it's a major difference if that makes sense. Right. So no, I, I like it. I, I like that feature. Yeah. It's going to, it's going to clarify what you're, where you're going to before you click. For sure. All right. Find. Next up. Okay. So next up. Facebook has new, well, we're assuming this is new because it's just showing up on mobile, but Facebook, it has new sort, well, they call it filters, but uh, when I think of filters, I think of like Snapchat like filters, filters. And camera filters. Yeah. yeah. So really it's a, it's a way to sort the posts in your feed. So um, you can check the date, like whatever date range you want to use, who posted it and the privacy settings you can you can use these filters to filter through all of your posts and then have that show up in your feed. So it's easier to find stuff. That's really cool. Um, and I, yeah. what I'm hoping is that makes it more manageable, um, you know, to find that po- that we've all had this happen where we're on, we're out and about and, and you liked or saved or whatever it was you saw, in other words, something on Facebook. And then you're like, Oh, wait, let me find that post. You can show somebody or share it to somebody, you know, when you're out and about and you just can't find it. Like you can, you search and whatever, but to be able to then bring up post filters and to be able to say, well, it was today or it was, you know, weeks ago or who, what, and you, or you remember who posted it. So you can do that or, uh, change the the privacy. I think this is really cool. I hope that this fully rolls out. So, uh, and again, this one's brought to, brought to you by Michael Stelzner of social media examiner. So. That's right. He found it. Yes. He seems to find lots of stuff, but I think it's because he's got a verified profile. So maybe verification does have does have its benefits. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, next up, uh, LinkedIn has is updating their data and content rights in their terms of service. And so basically, and, th- and by the way, this is starting... Uh, in this rolled out, or sorry, the announcement was made about a week ago, and this is coming in uh, to be effective on May 8th. So you've got some more time. But anyway, um, what this is, is they're giving you more clarity and choice regarding your ads. So they're going to give more control and choices about the data that is used to personalize ads. And they're updating the language to, uh, to let you know um, when advertisers get access to your personal information. They are going to be updating insights and suggestions, which makes it easier for you to understand how they customize your experience based on your data, including what you see and what we suggest and how we generate insights. So that's interesting. I think that's a little peek for the first time that I've heard into the LinkedIn algorithm. And then the professional community policies, which is LinkedIn um, 
They've said they're a community made up of members that, and these updated policies allow us to enforce action against those members who violate what's acceptable, which is good because, again, LinkedIn run amok is <laughs> what what drove me from there in the first place with some of those right. those groups that got super spammy and self-promotional, et cetera. So good to see them doing yeah. this. No, I think it's a nice change too. Yeah. Because I'm really, I'm, I'm hopeful with LinkedIn groups that... Um, you know, they're just, they're not going to be the spam fest that they were and they'll start being beneficial again because I really am liking LinkedIn now and I'd like to be more active in the groups. Yeah. LinkedIn was one of the ones, one of the, the, uh, the networks that got a lot of mention and resurgence along with Twitter mm-hmm. for that matter, um, at social media marketing world. So, yeah, well, I think just cause everyone's so disappointed with facebook well it's the advice it's good advice though to diversify and not just double and triple and quadruple down on organic facebook when done the wrong way no agree but next up we've got one of your favorite networks yes one of my favorite whatsapp so whatsapp is piloting a payment service that lets users in india right now only in India, but let's users transfer money to each other. And it's called WhatsApp Pay. And it's open to rave reviews. And this is really, this is kind of a big move. I know it's only in India right now, but the potential impact for its established user base has drawn comparisons with the way WeChat reshaped payments in China when it expanded beyond messaging. So, I think, you know, we always look at what's what's China doing with WeChat because WeChat does everything. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's really like a one-stop shop. And we don't have anything similar to that, even though Facebook is trying to to go there. But um, the fact that WhatsApp lets you send payments to other people without, I'm assuming, fees right now, that you can just freely send money. You can't do that other than what through PayPal and there there's definitely fees. Sure. When you're oh, yeah, well, for fees. businesses. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is a this is a really big deal in India, but I think that it it foreshadows something that hopefully will be coming here. I would love to be able to do that. And you can do you do payments in Facebook, but I love WhatsApp. So yeah. I'm pretty excited about this. Cool. And again, right now it's only available in India, but just keep an eye out for it. And this is also uh, just a little minor change to WhatsApp, but message, <clears throat> excuse me, messages can now be deleted an hour after you after you send them. So WhatsApp has quietly changed the way its message deletion feature works. Originally, back in October, they allowed you to delete for everyone, meaning you can select a message to delete and you can delete it to anyone who hadn't yet opened the message. And so, but it only, only for a few minutes. And now with the latest version of WhatsApp that they've extended the time limit to one hour, eight minutes and 16 seconds, which I'd be curious how they figured that exactly out. One, but yeah, that's weird. What does that come to? So 60 minutes plus 68, 68 minutes, 68.25. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's such a strangely exact number. So, I know. <laughs> I don't know. It, but I, you know, yeah. I, th- I think that's great because, you know, I'm not saying that I would ever do this, <laughs> like go out drinking in a night and send a WhatsApp message questions in. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. But if I did, I could delete it for up to an hour. Yeah. Interesting. 
Well, good. I mean, good luck with that WhatsApp users when you, <laughs> at least now you've got a safeguard in there where like if you realize within the next hour that you've done something you shouldn't have, you can get rid of it. And, and hopefully no one yeah. has seen it before that point, because I think uh, it defeats the purpose. Like if somebody actually does open it up a few minutes later, that one hour later, like I think you could delete it so they can't screen share it if they haven't already. But if they've seen it, they've, you know, cats out of the bag, in other words. Right. Yeah. So. Well, and even when you delete it, the cat's out of the bag because it puts message deleted. So everybody knows. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, geez. So. All right. Well, uh, in other news, Amazon is adding a follow up mode for their uh, A-L-E-X-A devices or lady in the tube as some podcasts that i listen to refer to her as which i think is is pretty fun but uh amazon is adding this new feature for their voice assistant that will let you make repeat requests without needing to repeat the wake word in other words you won't have to keep saying you know a-l-e-x-a make your request you'll be able to finish a request and then make another one without calling her or its name again. So by setting your uh, new, fe- this feature they're calling is, call- is follow-up mode. So you won't have to ask over and over and over again. This is honestly pretty smart step forward in terms of all this voice um, interactive search and assistant stuff, I think. So you have one? I do not. No. Yeah. See, I haven't. I, I I love gadgets and I love tech, so it's it's shocking to me that I haven't gotten same here that. But I just it I just don't see how useful it would be to me. But maybe because I haven't well tried it and tried to incorporate it. Yeah, and, and, and I will. I do well. See, and I am. I have started to gradually start using Siri a little bit more, especially like because I'll have my phone in my dash while I'm driving. And I'll set and I have it turned on to do the "Hey S I R I." See, I'm spelling to not turn everybody's on, and I'll yeah. I'll say "Hey," insert name of assistant. Um, <laughs> send my wife a message. And it'll say, what would you like to say? And then I'll say, da 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 You know, I'll be home in five minutes or something like that. It'll say, do you want me to send that? And I'll say, yes. And it'll send it. So I'm like, yeah. do I really, if, if I always have my phone on me, now I'm I, now warranted, Siri is way worse than Alexa. And so, uh, you know, but, it, but I'm inching my way in. So we'll see. Anyway. I don't. I need to. I need to get up with the time and bring one into my home. Oh, there's there's been a number of times it's found its way into my cart and I just haven't pulled the trigger yet. So, oh yeah, okay. there you go. Yeah, nice. I was kind of waiting on the Google Home, not the Google Home. Although I hear great things about the Google Home, I was waiting for the the uh, Home Pod, which I've seen and it sounds great. But again, I'm not so into paying such a higher price for something that's yeah less capable. So right, yeah, yeah. more money for less features. Yeah. So yeah. we're tangent um, over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Facebook has piloted a new AR experience linked to real world location markers. So what this means in English is Facebook is experimenting with augmented reality experiences that are triggered by precise location markers in the real world. And the way this is, uh, this first example or use case for Facebook now, I believe this is still, a, it's a closed beta still. So, but um, for Ready Player One and A Wrinkle in Time, you basically can take your Facebook camera 
hold it up to a poster. And if you don't have the actual poster, you can go on your computer and use a picture of the poster. Oh, okay. Hold it up, which is very cool. Hold it up and the the camera will know where it's supposed to be looking at and it will show you like a peek inside of that world. So it's it's really it's really pretty neat. Uh, I think that especially for movie marketing, it would be a great way to bring that world to life and make it more interactive for people. But I'm sure that there's other use cases also, like, you know, you can, you know, look inside your car or sure. I can't come up top yeah. of my head. But I mean, I think it's, it's a pretty neat way that they're, they're going. And so, but right now it's just for these two movies and it's a closed beta. Well, remember it was a year ago, not today, but about a year ago at the last F8 conference where Facebook was showing off uh, artwork, digital artwork around their campus right. where you had to hold up your Facebook camera to actually see yeah. it and it was interactive and it did weird things and, and all of that. So you talking about this reminds me of the fact that it is, I think, early to mid-April in a matter of weeks now that at the next right. F8 conference comes out. So I'm interested to see where they're going to be coming. Uh, I also know that there's, as we were just in our last topic, uh, Facebook's rumored slash semi-confirmed um, A-L-E-X-A or home assistant box, whatever thing that's supposed to be coming out as well. So you've got some pretty yeah. big shows coming up pretty soon here from us on the Friday show. But that said, this show is short. We don't have a lot of news. Yeah. There, there has been a drought of news, but we wanted to make sure that we brought you what we had so that you could stay on top of the social media news as it happens. So I want to say special thanks to Jeff C for handling the simulcasts and Kim for filling in for Grace Duffy as our show producer this week and co-host. And Thank so, um, yes. Oh, I was going to say, I recognize that I, we weren't posting links this week and normally you get all the links, but our Saturday article will have all of the links if Great you missed point. anything. Yes, we will have yeah, the, the yeah. incredible breakdown uh, in our article tomorrow of all this stuff wrapped up for you in that Saturday article. Uh, you can, if you're listening to this in the past, the future, sorry, in the future, <laughs> we record this on Friday. And it's 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, or it's available in podcast form. We'd love for you to join us live on a Friday sometime. But if you don't always do that, and, and by the way, we are appreciative of everybody that shows up for that. But if not, and you're going to listen to this in the future as a podcast, you again, we, we invite you to join us live on a Friday. But if not, we appreciate you listening to it also. And again, we're going to come back. We'll be here next next week. I almost said next year uh, with the next installment of the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. You can get this show on your calendar by going to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. Or again, listen to the audio podcast version by going to iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and just search for Social Media Marketing Talk Show. You'll find new episodes there every Monday. And with that, uh, I also want to make sure by the way, again, you can still grab your virtual ticket to Social Media Marketing World 2018 that just concluded two weeks ago. All the content's in there. It's amazing. It's incredibly dense and incredibly deep. Go to smmw18.com. And with that, 
I will say thank you and see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. Want more good stuff? Sign up for our top-notch social marketing newsletter. We deliver it straight into your inbox three days a week. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.